Sippers, this is the Tea Line, and I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Daisha. And let's sip some tea. Make sure your ears are open. So today we're going to be talking about relationships, specifically friendships uh, and relationships. And, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about um, specifically how you should involve your relationships, how much you should involve your relationships into your friendship, your friendships into your relationships, <laughs> word vomit. But I don't know, um, you know, I definitely want to get your perspective on this, Daisha. So first, let's talk about balancing friendships and relationships. When you're in a relationship, how do, how much of it do you think should be inside of your relationship? Yeah, that's definitely um, a challenging topic, I would say. You know, you want to make sure you're not neglecting either party. You want everyone to feel involved. and You kind of have to really split your time. But the real question is, what do you do when it overlaps negatively? What happens when... Um, it comes between your relationship comes between your friendship or your friendship potentially comes between your relationship is the real question. So my, I've had a situation where I was in, I was pretty happy in my relationship. Um, it was about six months in and because I had been in some, a pretty bad abusive relationship about a year and a half before, and this was really a surprise situation. I had expressed to one of my friends, um, at the time, well, I'm so happy. Like, you know, this, I'm just really, really happy right now. And it was something that I was working on with my therapist as well about just being in the moment and like just accepting that you're happy because I have a hard time with that. I'm always thinking to myself like, God, something is going to happen. It's going to be really, really bad. Um, it's not going to end well. And my therapist was like, just sometimes we got to work on just accepting things as they are now. And so I was told this person, you know, I'm really, really happy for the first time in like a long time. And this person was really, really, really nasty and negative with their reaction. Uh, he was like, you, you know, are you sure? And I was like, what do you mean? Am I sure? Yes. I just didn't think that that was the appropriate time to say that kind of a comment. But, you know, I I have liberties with my friends. I think you can pretty much tell me your opinion. But I also thought that that was rude and inappropriate. Um, because you should be happy for your friend if that person's not being abusive to them. You know, and his thing was, well, if you're happy in your situationship, and I'm just like, what? Why would you why would you say that to my problem was why would you say that to a friend in sort of a derogatory kind of way, knowing my past issues with being abused, knowing that I'm finally in this really decent situation with someone? I know it might not last, but you know, just for one moment when I've told you know the situation. And so I, you know, I was really upset about it because this person and I were friends for a long time. But I decided I just just let it go. But I also wanted to make sure, as I do with you, like express when something upsets me. And when I expressed to this person, hey, I get you probably weren't coming from a bad place or whatever. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because that's what friends do. 
I said um, to this, I said that to this person, and he says to me, basically, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you and your opinions. <laughs> like, I don't care that I hurt your feelings, and that's what made me not want to be friends with this. Like, it made me like livid. I didn't want to be friends with this person anymore because for me, even if it was a miscommunication, maybe I took it wrong. You know, you hurt my feelings, and I'm telling you. Hey, this commentary on my relationship, it kind of seems nasty to me. I'm not saying you meant it that way, but I took it that way and it hurt my feelings. And maybe you say say I don't I didn't intend it that way. You don't even have to say sorry cuz you know, if it was a miscommunication then there's really no sorry needed. But for you to just literally act like I'm being over dramatic or to to really be insulting towards me after I tell you that it was really hurtful and I'm no longer friends with this person. And I think it's caused strain and on other friendships as well um, because I don't hold grudges, but I'm not going to be around a person who legitimately doesn't care about my happiness. And so then, you know, the question I then kind of posed to you, Daisha, is that like, so I don't, I believe that my friends can know what I choose to tell them, you know, and maybe I don't always choose to tell them everything, but do you think, what do you think about that situation? And in terms of like your relationships, cause we talk about your relationship all the time and I offer you advice. And, but what do I always say? I'm like, do you want my advice or you just want me to listen? But even if you didn't, if you expressed to me, like you were happy, I'm not going to sit there and shit on that happiness. Cause that's just, that's what unhappy people do. Like miserable ass Nancy's and Nate's. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that people shouldn't try to take away people's happiness. And if you were okay with what you were doing, then he there's no reason for him to really critique. If he thinks you're in danger, harm, or any of those sorts, then yes, he should definitely tell you. should you. definitely say something if you think your friend is being abused in any way. But this was like, no, we hadn't even had a fight, I don't think, yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, we have like good communication like or so i thought at the time but and then you know what the worst thing is the i told you so later on it's like they're waiting for the other shoe to drop i'm already waiting for the other shoe to drop so why are you then going around trying to drop it for me yeah you need sometimes you just need someone in your corner to try and lift you up Mm -hmm. even when in your corner because you know i pull up <laughs> from experience i'm the friend who's gonna like pull up and be in your corner while slapping you in the head like bitch why am i out here like why and then still be in your corner and i'm not saying you have to agree with me i'm not saying they had really it was weird to me because it was so out of the blue like i'm like oh my god you know this person this person makes me really really happy i think this is going well my sister even said he's so good for you and so then for somebody who doesn't know jack shit to be like he could are you sure like what what <laughs> are you happy sir he could have just told you to um simply just be careful because you can support people while still disagreeing with their actions and then like i said we can forgive all those things if you're really good friends with someone but then to like i was really upset i was really heartbroken because i was like when i expressed to you that i was really sad about or that you had hurt my feelings even if you didn't intend to, and I'm not asking for an apology, you want it to be nasty, nastier. And I'm like, do y'all forget that I used to like cuss people out? Like, on a, and it's really hard to not like go back to that person because my body will physically get hot. And you, it's a, really a physical response. When I care about someone, 
And like to this day, like I, I really have gotten over it in the sense of like that person's not in my life. I don't talk to them anymore because like I said, I don't want somebody who's nasty. You can disagree with me and we can be friends, but you can't be nasty and you can't kind of wish ill on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really ill intended, I think. And it's really caused me to reevaluate friendships with some other people who I, I really feel like are just nasty. They like to be miserable as you know. Right. Like I recently had to um, end one of my friendships um, that merged with um, my relationship, so to speak, you know, even when, you know, you share with your friends the good times and the bad times. When there's good times, it's like to still being negative, still um, just being awful. And you should not, as a friend, you should not involve yourself in someone's relationship. You should be there to listen, learn and give advice. But and as far as like full involvement, yeah, you shouldn't really be completely involved. And it got to a point where you know her man didn't want her being friends with me, and you know she chose to um, listen to her man and stick with her man. So I thought that was so weird when you were telling me about. And remember, I told you I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Like first. Well, I've never, I've only been really, really involved in your relationship one time, but um, that was completely unintentional and I thought there was harm happening. So it's really, it was different situation, but like this person, it like chooses to be around the relationship consistently, but I still don't get how that affects your whole different ass relationship. Like how does me, if I'm dating somebody that man, my boyfriend never has to see you and your man. In fact, they can be around y'all all the time. My ex and I had couple friends. Mm-hmm. Our relationship didn't affect their relationship until I think um, the abuse stuff started kind of coming out. And then I, um, it was more like, mm, you're hanging around this person who I know is treating her like really, really, really badly and it might be physical, I don't think you should be hanging around that person. That, to me, makes sense. But anything that's superficial, like, oh, those bitches are always arguing, like, who cares? I mean, like, let's talk about it amongst ourselves. But, like, it shouldn't get to the point where you're like, don't be friends with that bitch. Because why? You didn't do anything to him. (laughs) Did you? Did you? (laughs) I didn't do nothing to him. Um, I didn't do anything to him. There's, there was a little thing going on where people thought he had a crush on me, but that's that's her business. Oh, well, hold on. I didn't know that. I didn't know none of that. Okay, so now maybe that's why. Maybe that's part of the reason why she was like, I can't be your friend anymore, ma'am. Fuck that, you and That prob- probably wasn't accurate, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just the fact that if something's going great, like, oh, we're having a picnic. Oh, y'all are having a picnic. Just being negative, you know, and how are you negative when the relationship's positive? Yeah, and because you know, I'm the first one <laughs> to be like, mm, don't bring that man around me. But, but at the same time, I'm not gonna shit on you. Like, you're gonna make your own decisions as an adult. And that's like the end of the day. Like, I don't have to be in that. The only time I've removed a friend was because one of my friends was also is currently in an abusive marriage because she married the guy. And um, people thought I should just deal with that. And I said, no, I literally have been being abused by my ex and whatnot. And I'm not going to sit there and watch this when you have every other, like, it's, I, it's hard for me as someone who I thought was family. And I was like, I can't watch this. 
So no, I can't be friends with you because I can't watch that. But it's different because she, her reasoning in your situation was, this is interfering with my relationship. Like what? Yes, how <laughs> are my social media posts or whatever's going on in my relationship affecting you? And then remember what I told you? I was like, if you end up posting like a bunch of those quote things or whatever, I just skip through them. Like if it annoys you that badly, you can mute people's story on mm-hmm. Instagram. So you don't have to see that. I do that to men who I used to date. I like mute them so I don't have to see them in happy relationships. Oh. Or like if you don't want to unfollow them, I'm saying like, and I do that for friends who stories I just don't care about. Like, or, you know, if you know there's some shit going down, mute these bitches. Or mind your business. <laughs> mind the business that pays you. Yes. And you can do that by muting them or skipping through the story. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, no tea, no shade. But when, um, you know, this relationship does not last, if we're not running on people's parades, <laughs> um, unfortunately, given her track record, when, you know, because you're in a relationship for the wrong reasons, she's in there for stability. Okay, now we're getting a little specific. So <laughs> we're getting a little specific. We want to protect identities. <laughs> we'll protect the identity that she's in a relationship for stability and to get married and to just be pregnant and barefoot. And we're definitely going to talk about why people think that getting married is stable. Like on one hand, it could be, I guess, but mm-hmm. also not really. And we also <laughs> got to talk about, you know, just being able to support yourself because you don't want to just have a man just so he can financially support you fully. But that's another episode. (laughs) Another time. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about friendships and relationships. Here on the T-Line. I just wanted to quickly give a wonderful shout out to More Desserts, which we are currently eating the pineapple mini cheesecakes. They're so delicious. And um, you guys should check out Michael Moore and his more desserts. I'll make sure that I tag him on his this Instagram. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Tea Line. I, once again, I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Daisha. And we're talking about friendships and relationships specifically. Um, your romantic relationships. So we want to kind of continue this conversation by going into should your friends be friends with your significant other? And also, does it matter if friends don't get along with your partner? And so, Daisha, do you want to start? Or Yeah, I can start this one. Um, you know, I believe, wholeheartedly believe that, you know, your friendships, when it comes to your relationship, it's okay for your significant other to be friendly for you guys to be friends um, when you're going out. But in terms of actually being besties, I think that's a big no-no in relationships. Like, of course, everyone thinks you're going to be with someone forever, but in the off chance that you're not, right then and there, you have an awkward situation. Your um, ex is going to always be in your friend group. So every time you want to hang out with your friends or most times when it's a group setting, he or she may be there. And I just think that's just completely awkward and unnecessary. So I, you know how I feel about this. Um, I am super against like, I don't, first of all, I don't think people understand what the different levels of knowings of relationships are. Relationships is everything. Let's think of it as the tree, but on that tree, you can be my acquaintance. You can, you don't have to, you're a stranger is somebody I don't know. An acquaintance is someone I just met and I'm not friends, friends with. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are lower on that rung than other friends, you know? So, but, and it's, 
you know, it's not one is better than the other, but it's just a matter of if I'm dating you, I don't need to be friends with your friends. I appreciate if I get along with them. So occasionally, you know, we can do stuff, but I don't have to do stuff with your friends. Those are not my friends. I like you. You could be completely different from your friends. Now, when I was with my ex, we had um, our couple friends that we literally met together at a bar and uh, they were fantastic. Um, (laughs) They're wonderful. They're actually getting married now. Um, They don't live over here. Um, But, you know, and that was one of the relationships that I really craved after that relationship ended. But the girl in the relationship, I actually became really good friends with. So I still occasionally talk to her now. But that's a completely different situation because we met them together. And that's like our couple friends. If I'm friends with you, Daisha, you don't need to be friends with my man. We can all go out together on occasion, you know, with your, well, (laughs) we'll get into that, with your man or without your man, but that's not your friend. You don't need to text them. You don't need to call them. You don't need to add them on Instagram. I feel like the only exceptions are what kind of what my roommate does, which is, um, her uh, like cousin and some of her friends' men will text her for planning purposes because she was in a sorority. She's in a sorority, so they'll do like surprise stuff. But once that surprise is over, don't text me. Don't say hi. Don't say bye. Don't say happy birthday. Hallelujah. If somebody dies, they let me stay dead. You are not to text me. We are not friends because when I'm done with you, if I'm done with you, I don't want to see your ass again. And if I do, it's because I set it up that way. (laughs) I don't want to see you after that relationship is over, okay? So going back a little bit to um, talk about what to do when your friends don't like your significant other. So for all those listening, I don't like Daisha's significant other. She knows it. He knows it. Um, We won't have to go into details into why, but I just don't like him. And... The whole point of that I felt, which makes this situation work, is that I don't talk shit about him to you, or really at all, actually, because even once, I think think I've forgotten his name a couple of times in mid-conversation with you, because I don't feel like I need to put the fact that I dislike him on you, because you're still with him, and I think that that's rude, you know? Um... Okay, sometimes I get a few digs in there, I'm going to be honest. But I don't think that you have to like your friend's significant other, but I think you have to respect them to a certain extent or respect your friend. And you know, my policy is I don't want this person around me. But if you have an event, I choose to go knowing that that person's probably going to be there versus if I have something, I choose not to invite them. And you know I'm not going to invite them. And you know I don't want them around. So... You can speak a little bit more on that. And if you've ever been in that situation or our specific, excuse me, situation. Yeah, um, I've definitely um, been in that situation where I'm not too fond of, um, well, now she's one of my ex-friends, but I wasn't too fond of her boyfriend based off the way that he was treating her. And this was the ex or was this our current situation too? Because really you didn't like either of them. Actually, <laughs> you're completely right. Actually, um, you didn't like either of those niggas. By the way, we're black, so we do say the N-word. Carry on. <laughs> yes. We have a um a mocha and a um a dark chocolate. I don't know head. why you referred to me as mocha. I don't even <laughs> can I just be like a brown sugar? 
Yeah, brown sugar is cute. I, although I don't really like referring to black women as food, but yeah, we can do because then it mm-hmm. gets into. You know, I date the white men, so I have to be careful with the fetishization. But yeah, going at brown sugar and and I date the black men. So <laughs> just, just, that on just to be clear, but just to be clear, <laughs> I refer to all y'all niggas as niggas. You can be black, you can be white, you can be anything. You are literally still nigga in my eyes if you act up. So yeah, and I didn't like the um the ex based off the way. That he was treating her mm-hmm. and the way he was sexualizing but, her. But he still was at events. Because I was at some events. Not not the events after 10 p.m. Because you know I go to bed at 9. But, but yeah. like, I still saw him. And I never saw you act ill towards him. No, because if that's your man, that's your man. I'm not going to say anything. And I'm not going to say anything to him. If I feel like um, something is wrong, I'm going to confront you. Mm-hmm. And let you know. And then what you choose to do with that information is your business. Same with her current boyfriend he was just annoying to say the least but he just could not get it together he was awkward in situations he would any event you know the girls go with the girls the guys go with the guys he would just be on his phone he wouldn't speak to any men so he really was off-putting to everyone but i would still speak to him you know that's your man that's your man and you know i'm not gonna get into detail but even a couple of your um guys that you were with i'm not too fond of them but you know, if that's what you allow. You don't even know the men I've been with. Who have you met? I know situations. You have no, what, what, maybe two situations. And we use, I like to use code names. I don't have a code name for Marshall other than I call him Marshall, which is not his actual name. So that's fine. Um, and then of course they were shitty booty who, <laughs> we'll have to give them the tea on that and then, later. Why and then we the bear. Him. I'm going to say the bear. No, that was shitty booty. That's shitty that's booty. Shitty booty. Oh, that was yeah. and that's what my roommate and I call him a shitty booty. And I, okay, so a quick blurb here. I dated this guy who came over once with some shit in his drawers, so that's why we call him <laughs> Girl, what you laughing? <laughs> and that's exactly why you have to shower with these men to see make sure they wash between their ass. I don't know. So that's why we call him shitty booty. Um, and as far as like my ex that abused me, I just refer to him as my ex just because it, it was so it was a year and a half. No, it was more than that. Um, it was like two years because I went to Paris. And we'll get into that episode at some point. But uh, yeah, she likes to tell everyone and their mama she went to Paris. I, damn right. And I paid for my sister to do you hear that, Dewey? I paid for you to go to Paris. I like to make sure that's Love known you, as Dewey. Well. You know, I like I to do. make sure that's known as well. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think and I do this with my roommate as well. I think this situation applies to roommates and their significant others. I'm going to like one time he thought I was annoyed at uh, at him. So he asked and my roommate was like, are you annoyed at so-and-so? And I was like, no, what is he talking about? I probably was just messing with him or something like that. I was like, if I was annoyed at something he did, I would tell you, I wouldn't tell him. Cause that's not my man. You are my roommate. There's a boundary. And I think a lot of the times people just don't respect boundaries. And some boundaries you have to say. I have a rule. Like with some of my friends, it really is an unsaid boundary. But I give people the benefit of the doubt if I have not set that boundary verbally. Because nobody is mind readers and people have stuff going on in their lives. And it's not their responsibility to know my boundary if I don't say anything about it. So that's why I try to give the benefit of the doubt in that that situation. But when he just, this person was just really nasty to me about like my feelings being really hurt. And like, I had explained to him, like, you know, I'm talking to my therapist about living in the moment 
and whatnot because I have terrible anxiety and panic attacks. And I was, I was abused by somebody. So like, I'm just fearful and I'm trying to like not live like in fear like that. And then you just shit on that. No pun intended. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, and so that was really hurtful because it was somebody who was my friend for so long. But you know what? Like, it really wasn't that hard to, like, get over that. Like, I'm talking about it now. I still talk about it on occasion. But I'm no longer really hurt by that. It's mm-hmm. just, like, I do, you know, I just decided if you're going to be miserable, be miserable with your little trio of miserable people or so. You know? Like, that's on you. That has nothing to do with me. You know? That's not a reflection of me. Because I, I in that situation, you know, I did. I actually consulted a lot of people about what to do. And, you know, y'all some hating ass hoes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, and that, that's just kind of that, that situation. And, you know, so I think that all in all, we've established that friendships and your romantic relationships in particular can be a little tricky, but to just establish those boundaries and and maintain them. And if you're the friend who's kind of pushing those boundaries, stop. Like you're you're not being nice. It's hard on the person that's in the relationship. You don't want your friend to be caught in the middle of that situation. And if you're a friend who feels like your friend's relationship is stressing you out, as long as and this is not when we're talking about an abused friend. We're talking about just maybe that person's always going through it with their man. Okay. Keep your distance. Keep your distance. There is nothing shameful or wrong or like unfriendlike about keeping your distance in those situations. I do not have, I don't ask you about the, this person very often. Well, yes I do. Cause I'm nosy, but, but I also don't like ask you about it to shit on him. I ask you from the lens of like, how are you doing in that situation? You know what I mean? Um, and if it stressed me out, I would tell you as I did. As I, I have told you, like, okay, it's just, I just need a little bit of time because this whole situation is kind of stressful. Don't, I don't third party. I don't put my shit onto y'all. I just remove myself. How hard is it for people to remove themselves nowadays? It's very hard for people to remove themselves because they feel like they've been invested. But it don't matter what. Why are you investing in somebody else's relationship? Exactly. If you've invested time. Invest in your own. You need to take a break because <laughs> most of the you people ain't getting your who, money back. <laughs> people who invest in other people's relationships, their relationships are completely toxic. I don't even invest in my own relationship. <laughs> you won't even catch me putting all my money in that bank account. Okay? We know what happens, especially if you know you're super emotional. Like, I'm super empathetic to other people, so I have to have those boundaries. Because I don't want to be passed out on the floor. I'm already passed out on the floor from my own emotions. I don't need to be passed out from yours. Like, no, thank you. Um, do you have any closing thoughts on this topic, Asia? Um, I think we pretty much um, covered everything. Just really, you know, your mental health always comes first. So if you have to take a step back from your friends or even from your relationship to really just um, decompress and get yourself together, there's no shame in doing so. And if that person doesn't understand, then that's on that's on them. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, thank you, guys. We're going to move into our next segment. Hi, everybody. We're back on the T-Line. 
And this segment is called, I have no idea what I'm doing. And this came from me turning 25 years old and being super depressed. I was having relationship issues. I was still looking for a new job after having two job changes within 2021 already. Um, after just dealing with some some racist people. And so it was really, really stressful. I, I suffer from a borderline personality disorder. So I was 20, I'm 25 years old and I just, I had no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and so this specific segment, we're going to talk about careers, job searching, and all the stresses attached to that. Um, the good news is I did just accept a full-time position, which I have been working in for a while. Um, and I officially start on Monday, even though it's really just going to be a normal work day <laughs> and just more work added on and a better, better paycheck. Um, but the process of finding a new job can be really stressful. My roommate calls me a keep a job person because I get super stressed as soon as I lose a job. Even if I know I'm going to change jobs, I'm already flipping out. But it can be really hard when you're looking for a job. Um, you know, you have to have, really have a LinkedIn. You have to have a good resume. You have to have a tailored resume. Everybody wants you to do a cover letter. And then they, I hate when they ask you to upload your resume and cover letter and then ask you to type in all the information on your resume. Oh, let's I have out. not applied to places for that because it's irritating. I'm already doing that. And why are you asking me for that? And then you're applying to like 20 places a day. I'm tired. Ugh. Yeah. Um, for me specifically, you know, um, during a little bit before my birthday, it was just stressful between applying to a new program, to uh, job searching, searching for a new apartment. It's going to be cheaper. Thank goodness. It was just really a really stressful time. So it's, and it's hard when you're not really sure what you're doing and you're trying to do it all. Thank goodness I found a new, I did wind up finding an apartment that's at, at least half of what I'm paying right now. Um, I did get accepted into my PhD program and I'm still searching for a Congratulations. job. Congratulations. We celebrate education around here. So yes, I'm an education elitist and I will be the first to say it. I am working on my master's degree. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yes. I just wrapped up my master's degree at GW and now I'm getting my PhD at the Howard University. You had to put a V in front of it. Yes, of course. We are HB. So let's put it this way. I did not go to an HBCU, but I have no problem with them. And I'm putting that in there because of my aunt who thinks that I do have a problem with HBCUs. Go I don't. Morgan State. I know it's that aunt. I know it's that aunt. Excuse me. It's that aunt. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with them. I think they're great schools. I think that they can be expensive, but I think that, yeah, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it with my PWI now. <laughs> yes, Miss PWI. I did go to Howard University um, for undergrad. I'm sorry, excuse me. The illustrious Howard University. Why do you do? Okay, I and I, for my master's program, I am in the wonderfully significant, but also racist, George Washington University. And yeah. then my undergrad was in Mary Washington, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so I am returning to the Mecca for this PhD. But um, yeah, I'm still in my job search. Like we said before, job searching is stressful. Everyone wants a cover letter. Uh, tailored specifically to them. You know what I do? I have a cover letter. And I just change And I just sentence. change the, I mean, it's, it's multiple stuff that I'll like tailor it to. But I'm not going to sit there and 
start from start to finish. It's tiring. And you, if you're doing like 20 of these a day, you might miss something. And that's why I think jobs need to be so much more lenient with resumes and cover letters. If you see a typo, it's because you're probably my 15th of the day. Leave me alone. Google can't catch everything. <laughs> so hopefully I, I officially have like five leads. So, so yeah, that's um, good. we'll see how those go and you'll hear about it hopefully in our future episodes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so don't be trying to find me on the internet people, but yeah, because <laughs> I will block you. Um, Watch yeah, our TikTok. You know, it's really, it's really hard. It, it can be just extremely stressful and the pressure, especially when you're trying to get in your career. And I have a degree in international relations and it just requires a lot. It requires a lot. Um, I am supposed to be studying for the foreign service exam. If I can ever get my application together, which I've, I'm trying to get done this week and it's like a, you have to write like four essays. So I'm trying to at least like get the first one done. Um, it's not till like June. So thank God. Oh, but yeah. And you know, and the pressures of grad school and the, you know, it's just a lot going on already. And you're trying to, it, when you have economic anxiety and you're looking for a job that adds on to it because you really can't take any job. You know, and so that's why these hiring agencies are so great, because if you can do like a temp to hire sort of situation, it gives you time where you have a stable income, but you also have the benefit of taking your time to see if that's really where you want to be. Or even more so, um, if, you know, it gives you time to find something better, you know, because people still have bills to pay, you know, and I, I yeah, people still have bills to pay. And trips to go on. Okay. And Okay. Me and my trips. you right. Absolutely. Because I definitely paid for that Disney trip, mostly. Um, and that's my business. <laughs> Sidebar, everyone. We are fake birthday twins. Stop telling people. We're not birthday twins. We're not even fake birthday twins. My birthday is March 1st, 1996. And my birthday is March 4th, 1996 at 8.28 p.m. You know, my dad told me, my dad told me that like, he was like, I know you were born in the evening because I was thinking I could have stayed at work. <laughs> it's like, I hate everybody and everything. Disappointing people since I was born. <laughs> so my dad loves to go to work. It's only three days apart. So they are, it is, it eight. is not a twin because I think of my twin. birthday as its own singular day. That's nice for you, but everyone else know what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so, all right. Thank you guys for joining us for this I Have No Idea What I'm Doing segment. Um, and we will move on to our, our next segment, which is dum, 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 what we're going to end on today. So, first, I'd like to say I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of our podcast, The T-Line. It's been wonderful. It's been an experiment. It is an experiment. It's not designed to be super, you know, professional or anything. It's just, honestly, this whole podcast started because I'm just going through a rough time and I needed an outlet. And yeah. for some reason, we both always got the tea. So. Yeah, so there we go. And that's our tea. Um, so uh, we're going to go ahead and end each week on a mindfulness, mess, a few mindfulness messages. And I'm going to start with a quote by Lao Xu. And I'm sorry if I... Um, pronounce that incorrectly new beginnings one oh i can't read <laughs> new beginnings 
ones often are often disguised as painful endings. And this is our first podcast. I'm going through a pretty painful ending in my life, um, or I'm going to call it. Uh, my therapist and I like to call things endings changings instead because it helps my mind not have a breakdown. And so here we are. It's spring. I'm working on some new hobbies. I've got this new job. I'm going to get back into traveling. So yeah, that's kind of my, and so the mindfulness message in that is sometimes things are, are bad and no one should deny that when you're in pain or if an ending or something's being taken away from you, if that's painful or not for you. However, that's also the beginning of something new in a lot of cases. And sometimes that ending isn't abrupt. It can be long and drawn out over a couple months, maybe even a couple years even. But usually there's a new beginning. Aisha, do you have any final words? Yes. um, As we're talking about um, relationships, whether they're romantic or friendships, I always tend to think about um, a particular quote by Maya Angelou. Um, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So as you move forward in your relationships and your friendships, you know, um, try and realize how people are feeling. Because just because you don't think you did anything wrong, just because you don't think anything's wrong with what you did, what you said, or um, how you made them feel, you can't remember, you can't tell someone how they're feeling. So you can always give an apology at any time for how you made them personally feel, because that's how they feel. So just take into consideration everyone's feelings as you move forward. All right. Well, thank you, Daisha, for joining me this week, and we will talk again next week. All right. This has been The Tea Line.